0: What do you think about Aaron? I mean, (laughs) I think we can guess. You're listening to Pop Apologists, and today we discuss the indignities Lauren is suffering in her journey to find a job, the celebrity couples we follow a little too closely on Instagram, Stassi Schroeder's epic meltdown in Vanderpump Rules, Leah from Roni's naked tiki torch tantrum, and our shameful secret thoughts about Denise Richards' husband, Aaron. Buckle in, baby. Well, well, well. Episode four, we finally got here. They say third time's a charm, Well, fourth time, it's going to blow you out of the water. People are really just going to be shocked. They're going to be titillated. They're going to be surprised for the beautiful and exciting ideas, thoughts, inspiration, stories, tales, everything we have in store for them today. All right. Well, with that over promise, we have to get this started with a little bit of news. It is sadder. Our third member who completed our trifecta, Megan, has had some things come come up and some things she needs to prioritize and so she will not be joining us for the future. It's very sad that we will miss her with every episode and we'll just try and soldier on without our dearest Megan. We're going to try our best. We totally miss her and before you get any dramatic thoughts in your head or before your brain starts running wild with scenarios of why the pop apologists have dispersed Let's just squash any rumors. We don't want the Daily Mail reporting on this. Yeah. Megan has just had some work things come up and she's just going to be way too busy professionally. And so, like Chan said, we will always love her and she will always be a pop apologist. And with that sad news, let's dig into it, sis, shall we? Let's do it. Chan, how has your first week been in quarantine? My first week. This not my this is like so, mean, your your <laughs> last week. The last how has your last week been? the last i certainly not the last week of quarantine but this oh my gosh i literally week. cannot win how has <laughs> the week prior to today been for you look i'm just saying all time is a flat circle right now and i need to cling to any sense of structure okay well, i adm- admire your commitment to precision i'm wondering what the statement time is a flat circle is that philosophical time is a flat circle time is, is a flat circle is that a koan um is that a poem it's maybe an incorrect haiku. It just basically means that it goes on forever and ever and there is no clear end or beginning. Okay, but wouldn't it, if, if it went on forever and ever, it would be a three-dimensional circle. But if it's a flat circle... I mean, a, a circle, a two-dimensional circle doesn't go on forever and ever. Honestly. Around. Neither of us majored in physics and it's showing right now. So let's just let's just keep it Look, rolling. Oh, let's dig into it. So it was a, my friend's birthday. Shout out, Ben. And I really needed to prove to myself that I was capable of hobbies. And by hobbies, I mean baking. So I decided to make not just one dessert, but two from scratch. I woke up at 6.50 a.m. ready to prove this to myself. I got suited up. I went to the store. I got into several tiffs with mom about messing up the kitchen for this cake and pie. I was just telling her about how much stress this had put me under. Mind you, this was all self-induced stress. I really put this cross upon myself. Yeah, it was certainly the cross you had built to bear on your own, but I will say that mom, love her. She will admit this openly and she will shout it from the rooftops of her Santa Clemente home. Whenever you use her kitchen, it is like nails on a chalkboard for her. She Mm -hmm. can hear it happening. Mm -hmm. She can hear the mess beginning. And it doesn't matter how much you vow to clean it afterward. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't like it. And so yes, using her kitchen is is it's a thing of courage to try to do. So I I applaud that. Thank you. This was an act of bravery. And so in all this stress and fury, really made his birthday more about me than about him. And I actually think this is my most natural hobby. Making other people's events about yourself. Yes. And so that's the the breakthrough that I reached this week. Although it was a gorgeous chocolate cake and icebox pie. Did you have an amazing Ben's birthday? Was Ben's birthday just like a great day for you? Ben's birthday was such a great day for me personally. It was one of my favorite days. Anyways, so my hobbies are going well. I'm just picking them up along the way in this quarantine quest to find myself. Wait, so tell me about baking the cake from scratch. Was it actually that hard or did you just <sighs> have to mix the stuff in mom's $350 kitchen aid? This is the validation and the true narrative I was looking forward to telling. Yes, it was hard. I had to sift the ingredients twice and I don't know, you probably don't know what sifting is. I had to use like a strainer and you have to pour like the flour and all of the dry ingredients through a sifter into a bowl and then you have to re pour another bowl to make sure everything was properly mixed. I watched Ina Garten's video on making a chocolate cake where she mm-hmm. sifts flour two weeks ago. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm actually ahead of the sifting game. You've actually no never you've never mentioned sifting or anything like it before. Like and we've hung out and talked like every day since. So that's just funny. Well it's not, it's not like I've mentioned trussing do you know how to trust a chicken?
1: <laughs> you, do you know how to. Tr-
0: do you even know what trussing means? You maybe watched the video when I was at your apartment a few nights oh, ago. Oh, the Ina so Garden yeah, video for yeah. trusting the chicken. Oh yeah. shoot, okay, so you do know what that means. Anyway, well, have you ever done it? Have you ever tied a chicken together with string, Chandler? I don't like. I don't like handling raw poultry. I don't know when I'm going to like cross that threshold oh, in my like up. adult life, yeah. but I just don't like handling it. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I will be honest with you. When I was handling the raw bird, yeah, Ina starts off her video saying. The giblets have been <gasps> taken out and reserved Dizzards. for another time. Ugh. And I just I just took that for granted when I first watched mm-hmm, the video. Mm-hmm. I just thought, yeah, the giblets have been removed. No problem. <laughs> I never handled a raw bird before. I definitely took, took that for granted. So when I got my chicken that I was going to bake this week, because I did oven roast Here chicken, go. of course. Infringing on my hobbies. And it was delicious and stunning. I got the raw bird in. It was a very carnal and – Spare me. No, no. I'm not saying there was like any – it wasn't positively carnal. It <laughs> wasn't like – I wasn't – Raw desired. desire. <laughs> there was no like – I don't know. There it was, it was strange. Like Was it graphic? I, it was kind of graphic and obscene. <laughs> Holding the chicken, being able to fully see like where the head had been severed. I know. And then like the the holes out of each end, it was actually somewhat dark to hold the raw bird. The most graphic part of this okay. whole experience, no. do you want to hear it? No. Was removing the giblets. Do you the want me giblets? to tell this story? No, I don't want to hear And I don't want to hear about gizzards. I don't want to hear about giblets. I just, I, it's not Thanksgiving. I don't want to hear those words. I want to just move forward. Tell it's, me. It's, okay, just okay, tell was, me. Okay. I... I put my hand through to get the giblets out. And it was like a pretty constricting area that I was putting my hands through. Like it was like I'm just thinking, this is a lot of work to get these giblets out. You know, and like I can't I can't fit my fist through whatsoever. Oh like it's probably gosh. only like five fingers, but not the not the actual. We need to put an explicit we marking do. next to this episode now. Anyway, it's, it becomes abundantly clear to me, like two minutes into struggling to get the giblets out, that I'm going in through the wrong way. <gasps> <laughs> I know is that so my chest is tightening so up gross. i think i'm having a panic attack mid episode i <laughs> i mean th- the things you do when trying to make a delicious meal i will say Ina did not prepare me for what exactly no. is involved in removing the giblets so. i don't think she removes the giblets on on her little videos because she's always wearing like a lovely uh button up polo like linen shirt and so she couldn't she couldn't remove the giblets she couldn't get elbow deep in that with with those types of shirts on oh not even close yeah well it's only a pill from here i suppose yeah Yeah. anyway this week your quarantine quest to find yourself you baked a cake for ben for his birthday and made his birthday all by yourself Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. else you know i've actually not been working this whole week i've had the week off of work i returned back to our childhood home and i've been sleeping in my childhood bed which is a twin which is very small I'll just go ahead and say that a twin bed is very small. And if anyone here sleeps in a listening here sleeps in a twin bed, like I'd like to start a GoFundMe for you and get you out of that situation. You're in the room with the ocean view, right? No, I wish I was in the room with the ocean view. My mom has made that into her painting studio and she has not once been in there to paint the entire time I've been home. I'm in the I'm in like Courtney's old room. The, the what the room that used to have chocolate brown wall, walls thanks to you. Okay, well that room also has a twin bed, and I just know no that it's when a I full moved... it's a full Lauren. You've been sleeping in a full thinking it was a twin. Oh, Try a I twin. Guess it was a full. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is a twin. Full yep. swerve. Okay, well I will say that there's something about waking up and in your childhood home that just makes you feel particularly not successful or cool at 26 when I moved home for a little (laughs) while to figure out my life I remember like people would always ask me well how's you know how are things going like I would always just kind of be like well you know woke up in my childhood bedroom today so (laughs) not well bitch and at least you had you had the best childhood bedroom so I don't even feel bad for you Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm interrupting, making your quarantine quest to find yourself all about me like you did Ben's birthday. Anything else you want to go over? You vacationed for a week? No, that's it. Your first, your last, your prior week in quarantine? No, I mean, I'm excited for what the next one holds. (laughs) Yes. So what about you? Well, my week... My week has been really good. As I as I told in explicit detail, I roasted a chicken. It got pretty graphic, but I've had a I've had a really good time cooking and you know working on our Instagram account and memes and just loving that. But I will say, Lauren is the, the meme queen. I will say this: Lauren is driving ninety nine percent of the content right now. I'm working on getting better at it, and Lauren is killing the game. I had no idea what an undertaking this would be, but thank you, Chan. I'm I'm excited to keep going. So anyway, wow. My week, my week has been good, I will say. I have made a little bit of progress on applying to jobs. I would say I did one thoughtful job application this week. Great. Yeah, it's great. But you know what happens when you do? So there's two different types of job applications and I'm sure you don't need to be told this. You are, you know, well employed. But if you have if you like <laughs> well endowed, are, well employed. <laughs> you are fully um, employed. But if you are applying for a job, you can either just kind of submit your resume somewhere or you can tailor your resume to the job. You can write a thoughtful cover letter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can to write a thoughtful cover letter, it's important that you do two things. One, that you demonstrate how you do well at the job, and two that you show the hiring manager that you care enough to have personalized that cover letter and done research on the company. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that I I think realized startlingly and vividly this past week is just the kind of BS that comes along with applying for jobs, right? Because when you're applying for jobs, you have to pretend to be passionate about a company's mission, and for some companies, that's gonna be real, like. If I was gonna work in a hospital or be a firefighter, I would definitely be passionate about the missions of those organizations because like, you're passionate like, about saving lives. I approve of <laughs> n- things not on fl- on fire. Like that is something that I think we should. I will for more endorse of. this building not being on fire. <laughs> exactly. Like less things in flames. Sure. That's a, that's a goal I can get behind. Healthcare. I think it's great. I love it. <laughs> I will say when I'm applying for a job at like a um, construction technology firm, (laughs) it's real hard to pretend I'm super passionate about bringing, you know, construction technology to more companies that need it. I'm so (gasps) excited about your B2B enterprise. The reason why I bring this up is because (laughs) you just, I'm picturing you putting on some sort of hard hat while you type this in your Word doc. (laughs) Well, before I got my last job, I had an interview with a Santa Barbara company called Procore. We can just everyone look it up. Procore in Santa Barbara. Hello, Procore. Yes. Shout out. They will never sponsor us after this. (laughs) They're a construction project management software company. And I wrote an impassioned cover letter you know, perfect, appropriate in length, but perhaps inappropriately convicted for their (laughs) service. And I just said, dear hiring manager, I understand the value of project management technology firsthand. Firsthand? What do you mean firsthand? Well, I likened this back to when we had construction issues with our house, mm. which dragged on for a very long time. And I basically said that perhaps if we had had a software like Procore, we could have been saved the years of heartache that oh resulted from not being able to, you know, have oversight into the project manager's work. I just got chills. Wow. Yeah, well, it sent tingles down the hiring manager's spine too because <laughs> my potential boss said, "When can you start?" And I said, "I can start now." You know, just oh, wow. seemed So incredibly, enthusiastic. look, I have I have got a chip on my shoulder due to some issues that I experienced as a teenager, and I can start immediately. Okay. I can start at midnight. Anyway. I have an axe to grind, awesome. a vendetta. Thank you, Procore, for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you for the thank you, Procore. So, <laughs> all to say, coming full circle it is just not necessarily the most fun thing to have to pretend to be like passionate a bunch about a bunch of random company missions. Totally. So that really is the dark part. Of well, I think finding a new job, I'd like to encourage you to do one thing. And I'd like to encourage you to dig deep, you know, and find those anecdotes that you can relate to a company's mission, because I think you've got it within you. I really do. So I think you just need to challenge yeah, it's yourself. actually unfortunate i definitely have it within me i definitely know i can pull that bs yeah and it is just a modern indignity we all must suffer yep you know it's what it is so anyway that is that has been my week applying to jobs shoving my fist up chicken's asses it's oh really been... gosh, cutting <laughs> cool. that 100 uh. so that's <laughs> been my week applying to jobs taking the innards out of chickens what a well what a time well You and I recently did a a little bit of soul searching and we had a little discovery that we both follow some celebrity couples on Instagram, possibly a little too closely. Uh, Yeah, we definitely do. We just want to come clean to the world about some people that we, we just keep too close of a watch on. We really just want to come clean to the listeners about the couples that we keep tabs on because it's not healthy and... You know they'd probably be horrified if they knew how much we stalk them. Well, it is actually kind of embarrassing. Um, it's one hundred percent embarrassing. Let's that's top first, line this. The first couple that we want to discuss is Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Hillary Burton. I want to I want to revisit the conversation you and I had when I said lauren how much do you know about jeffrey dean morgan and hillary burton and you said what do you think i know about jeffrey dean morgan but basically wait no this isn't that's that's not how it went down you said do you know who jeffrey dean morgan is yes that's true that's true and i said do i But i'll let you tell the rest of the tale and you said do i know who jeffrey dean morgan is so for those who don't know who jeffrey dean morgan is I'll give you a quick recap and then Lauren can tell you how she knows all about him. He's on Walking Dead. He was in Grey's Anatomy. He was Denny Duquette. He's a really sexy man. He's a really rugged man. He has a facial hair situation that I'm searching for currently in a partner. Um yeah, good luck. basically good luck. <laughs> him and Hillary Burton have been together for over 10 years. They live on a farm in upstate. They have a, ha- a farm in upstate New York. I'm sure they have multiple houses where she says she spends most of her time in a Carhartt flannel with muck on her boots. Who talks like that? I don't know. I want to talk like that. They have two kids together and they like, they, people always said they were married, but they weren't. They recently like tied the knot and they're a gorgeous couple. And the love between them is so real. I believe in their love. I don't believe in a lot of celebrities loves anymore. I mean, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler today announced their divorce or yesterday. And so anyways, I'm just in these dark times, I'm I'm looking to Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Hillary Burton for solace and oh, they also own a candy shop with Paul Rudd in upstate New York. Like what? Okay so here's my question first of all what do you love like what do you love about this couple because i didn't really follow them at all until yeah had, until here's i just knew who he was and mm-hmm. this is how i i knew who, who he was because i too was swept away by his charm and just overall m- masculinity mm-hmm. did you say his nipples dimples <laughs> <It was> dimples <laughs> which actually can't see his nipples though in the in gray's anatomy if you want to go look my taste in guys has been was extremely shallow like like you could correlate my youth and how shallow i was about men those two metrics are positively correlated sure and so jeffrey J. morgan to me was not hot i did not think he was a hot guy when i watched gray's anatomy which is kind of wild what? because he really is a genuinely beautiful oh man oh my gosh yeah you i literally thought, didn't like, think that no i thought uh, he was like looked like a dad and maybe like wasn't uh, ripped those those You are disgusting. Neither of those things, like looking like a dad, great. Not being ripped, even better for me. Uh, Wow. Well, I'll, I'll pass on the second. But what's so funny is I remember... I probably watched Grey's Anatomy at 18 or whatever. And then at 24, I was creating a Pinterest board called ISO. That's internet oh. terms for in search of. And it was just a Pinterest so board of hot guys, guys I thought were hot. And I remember seeing a picture of Jeffrey Dean Morgan on on Pinterest and thinking, he is actually really attractive, but he's attractive in a unique way. And I thought I had discovered that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was cute and probably no one else like understood this and i like i like i thought this was my unique discovery and contribution to the world so yes jeffrey d morgan i was the one to unearth that he was hot um, back oh, in really? 2007. oh really okay you're going to claim that okay i think so and yeah he's on my per- pinterest board in search of he's there with richard gere with brad pitt just uh-huh. with some all the classics you know john f kennedy jr just some i real real goodies i recently saw a theory and somebody posted about it i can't remember who anyways they said that they're only attracted to men with large noses or like interesting and i actually feel like it's totally true i feel like that 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 with jfk jr that's a that's a situation i don't think i see i do not think jfk jr has a large nose really yeah do you do i feel like he had like a little bit of a big nose or oh, no, 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 sorry. I'm mm, I'm getting someone confused again. <laughs> Here oh I go. God. again. Getting someone confused Here, okay. might've, I might have gotten I might have gotten um Sean Penn. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are seriously. <laughs> a baby. You don't even know who lives in this world. You don't know who anything is. How do you have a podcast about pop culture? You don't know the difference between Tim McGraw and Dr. Phil and now Dave <laughs> K Jr. and Sean Penn like i'm so sorry woman abuser sean penn who's like 70 and is dating well i do i know who jfk jr is i know that he's with carolyn Bissett. i know i know who he is i just got their faces swapped in my brain what's hilarious how that is when you said jfk jr has a big nose i was like oh wow i never even thought he had a big nose like maybe i'm not as shallow as i thought and then okay let's move forward i'm sorry listeners out. that's <laughs> hilarious sean penn is not hot at all i don't even know what you're talking about look, this is a theory. I'm not saying this is my theory, but I am saying it is a theory. Um, yeah. So anyways, moving right along, another reason why I really like Hillary Burton and Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a couple, I just think they seem like a really, like a couple who truly does love each other and they post like very imperfect things. And I don't, none of it feels like a Chrissy Teigen, like John Legend, like trying too hard, like mm-hmm. imperfection. It feels yeah. like very real, like I feel like the filters are pretty bad that they use and they just seem to have like a really lovely life. And the fact that they like kind of, they kept their relationship a secret for like a really long time. I I don't know. As even though I am a pop culture enthusiast, I do kind of appreciate that. Why? Sometimes I feel with certain people, I think it is like indicative of like the the relationship being like really strong. Oh, you mean they weren't, they weren't, they, it's not like their relationship was a secret from everyone. It was just a secret. (laughs) They were more private. Yeah, they were. They're, they're, yeah, they were super private. Oh, okay, but I, gotcha. I don't know that that's true of everyone. But to me, gotcha. that, it struck me as like indicative of their love. Okay, well I like that. I like Charles Esten from Nashville. He played Deacon. Oh yeah. He was my major crush. <sighs> I would say the year I was twenty five. I thought Deacon was so hot. Oh my gosh! Like out of control. How tall do we think Deacon is, though? I I think tall. I don't know. I think tall. He strikes me as he has five ten energy. Oh, I mean, you know Tim McGraw is five ten. Tim McGraw is an inch taller than us, one inch. That that shakes me to my core. Do you know how tall Faith Hill is? Five ten. Same height. Can you imagine dating someone your same height? I mean, like it's Tim McGraw though. So, but like, okay, but my yes, my deepest romantic crush in my as a single woman was on Tim McGraw. But I will say, I think if the Robert hit the road and I met him in person, I don't know if I could have handled the same thing. Oh, come situation. on. You could have handled it. I don't know. Don't uh, fool yourself. You could have handled it. When I saw Tim McGraw at the Stadium of Fire, he was 100%. No contest. 5'10". Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm I'm not going to lie. Just thinking about this, you're 100% right. I would I not what I find a way. I would have fallen down the way the second we met in, in real life. You're 100% right. I remember I bought a front row ticket for myself and went by myself, went alone to a Tim McGraw concert in LA. <laughs> Let's never forget that moment. 12 to 12. I, I remember on my Instagram teasing the day before, so excited. The best day of my life is tomorrow. And then everyone tuned in. The next day, we're on my stories. It was full faith and full Tim. I was front row to their Soul to Soul tour. Chandler, yes, you remember correctly. So hot in real life. The muscles bursting through that freaking shirt. Yes. I don't even know. Can I talk to like this with boyfriend? I feel like, is this, is this disrespectful? I remember those muscles from Stadium of Fire, sister. It was... <laughs> I okay we need to continue this podcast so we just have to move forward but let's just move forward wow (laughs) wow okay
1: okay so let's just dig into some
0: quick vpr from this week because i don't think we need to fully do a deep dive nope some quick highlights the psychic situation we had some disagreement among our friends Mm -hmm. i felt that it was totally fine of Sheena to do that. Maybe it's because I don't take psychics seriously and don't really believe in them, but I really didn't think it was inappropriate. Okay. From my perspective, I also wasn't totally turned off by that sort of offering from Sheena. When it did become inappropriate for me is when it appeared that the psychic was waiting outside. Like, I don't also want a psychic sprung on me. And knowing how strong Dana's connection was with her mom, I don't think I would want to just, like, have that type of encounter without any sort of preparation or just, like, you know, generally being warmed up to the idea. Didn't you think it was straight up rude, though, the way she responded? Rather than just being like, oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that, but I do appreciate where you're coming from. There was none of that. And it was just like, wow, I can't believe you would think that I would be ready to do this. I will say that when it comes to a deceased family member or obviously something very, very dark, you're just gonna kind of lash out and behave badly when you know when things are triggering for you. So maybe that was that. But I think in general it's kind of rude the way she reacted. I just cringe when someone's rude to someone who's just trying to be nice. Well, also I think when Sheena started to cry and feel really bad, and then Dana dug in and like doubled down, it's at that point that I would have been like I see what you were trying to do and I appreciate it. I'm just not ready for it. Blah, blah, blah. The only reasonable explanation to me is that it was a filming thing. Like She mm-hmm. felt like Sheena was capitalizing on tragedy yep. and trying to have that be a part of the storyline yep. and somehow insert herself into that storyline mm-hmm. as well, which isn't honestly that far-fetched. Okay, so the next major thing that happened was the Stassi meltdown yes. at the restaurant, which I was fully mortified for oh Boa during that was oh. so embarrassing. You refuse to look at me. I mean, oh my God. the thing about that was both women behaved so badly. Kristen and Stassi just were so embarrassing when Kristen was laying into Bo and saying like, you're afraid of her. I just thought that was so rude. Yeah, of course he's going to choose like the woman he's about to propose to like over you. I'm sorry. This is the way it is. It's wonderful that you brought them together and set them up, but he's never going to choose you over her. And if if it doesn't make her happy for him to be friends with you, he's going to like lessen his friendship with you. Get over it. And it's not about being afraid of someone. It's about being respectful. Yeah. And another thing is Kristen just strikes me as a classic guys girl who loves to be the cool girl who like S-H-I-T's thank you mom on all of her guy friends with girlfriends. And I don't know. I just like that really rubbed me the wrong way. About Stassi though. I mean, the yelling in public, the yelling in the middle of a party. I mean, at her own book signing. Can we return to that? It's so bad. It's so loud. It's in such poor taste. And I really like Stassi, but I don't know. Those scenes always make me kind of cringe. She didn't yell at the book signing when we were there. No, I'm sorry. Book release. Like for her party. Yeah. When she yelled at Tom. I mean, I think... I think it must be just she knows that's part of being a reality star. I don't know. But what's your position on her and Katie abandoning their friendship with Kristen? I mean, I've never honestly been a Kristen fan. No, no, but do you think it's warranted? Do I think it's warranted? Yeah. You do. Why do you think that they've done that? I think that Kristen brings the drama to their friendship. I think that Katie and Stassi have basically always had like... A pretty great friendship and Kristen has always brought the drama. They're kind of older and over it. I also just think they've totally outgrown her. Okay, so when I was just watching the show, I thought it was really terrible that they'd basically abandoned her as a friend. And I was not a fan of this. And it yeah, made me think really negatively about them. Okay. Because it seemed like it was based on nothing. But I've done some research and the funny thing is that was totally leading question because I thought you were gonna Yeah, I thought you were gonna say, like I thought you were gonna say that it's crazy that they've just abandoned her as a friend. Seemingly for no reason, so I've done some research. I listened to Stassi's podcast. I listened to Lala and Randall's podcast about this whole fight. Lala and Randall's podcast. Yes, they oh. do. I only listen when they have a guest on that I like, but um, yes, they do. It's. Pretty- I, I'd like to apologize for everyone having a podcast. This is insane. I know. So what? What have you gathered? The download basically is that Kristen didn't really talk about Carter on the show but she was having so many issues with Carter. And and I don't know if you have a friend like this, but she was extremely emotionally needy over her relationship with Carter. Oh and gosh. both Stassi and Katie would spend hours mm-hmm. and hours mm-hmm. and hours on the phone with her and just go over to her house. And we're just completely emotionally drained by this relationship. And basically on and off for years, like this went on off camera. And so I think if you listen to any of the Vanderpump people talking to each other or talking on podcasts and interviews, they all talk about how, like, it's very much known in that cast who is pulling the weight and actually exposing their lives and who is not like Jax always talks about the fact that he is the one who shows what's going on in his life and Mm -hmm. Tom and Ariana don't Jax will completely show that he's cheated and go through the ringer because he knows that's what what that's what makes great television that's his job but if you look Tom and Ariana don't really Lala is not really showing much of her life this season like there are many of the cast members who kind of just take a back seat and are on a free ride. And so I think that Kristen knew she didn't need to stay on the show and knew that it was important for her to pull that weight. And so she said to Katie and Stasi, Hey, bring up the Carter thing. I want to talk about it on camera because obviously, like she wanted to bring the drama. Stassi said they had a conversation. They basically said, Hey, you need to be authentic with your life. You need to show what's really going on. And she said, Okay. I want to talk about Carter. I want to talk about my issues on the show. Bring it up. They did. They brought it up on that winery trip. And- Kristen completely made them look like biatches like made them look terrible for bringing it up like they were bad friends and then i guess what really what really pissed off stassi and what she said basically ended the friendship was she thought that Kristen would at the reunion after seeing the show would come around and realize that she had treated them unfairly and basically made them look like bad friends for bringing up her bad relationship but instead of the reunion she doubled down on them and so she just felt like after all the they felt like after all the emotional support they'd given them or they'd given Kristen for her to make them look so bad on national television was like a total betrayal it's so interesting when these things are like they it comes down to like what happens off camera and how it relates to what happens on camera and how you can't explicitly talk about that but it's you know it's it's really interesting yeah I mean watching the show I really don't like Katie there's nothing that appealing to her to me I think she gets a bad edit I struggle with finding like a likability aspect to Katie yeah, but when I listened to the interview on Stassi's podcast with both of them, I really liked Katie. Her voice had a gentle melodious tone and melodious if you will. Yes. And she talked about like the many times and hours she had spent, like for years, trying to help Kristen. And I know that I've had friendships where I've taken on that role of ongoing therapist for someone. And you know, those people who are just, they actually never want to change. They never want to make it better. Never. It's all about the drama. They yeah. love the drama. Oh, yeah. And that is Kristen. Kristen is like fully just attempt- on turmoil. I want to amend my statement about not seeing a likability in Katie. I do actually think that. Katie is a really good friend. I feel like she takes really good care of the people that she likes. And so, like in those ways, she's probably a great person. Speaking of amending statements, I want to just speak really quickly to the bow thing. Mm-hmm. I had a few people reach out. I'm not gonna call them out by name, but two people, um, maybe three, came after me about it. Good. And I'm going to say, I'm actually not afraid of saying what I think and disagreeing with people, but I have changed my tune on Bo. I've listened to a few what? of Stasi's podcasts with Bo. Yes, I have, Chandler. <gasps> I listened to a few of their podcasts, and it does appear that he does work, which I was always skeptical of. Oh, it does appear that he does work. Yeah. And that, I mean, I'm very sensitive to women being taken advantage of. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And so it does appear that he is contributing mm-hmm. to their life together and he is not along for a free ride which was always my fear with them and i do think there is is something truly special about their chemistry and the way he does let her shine Mm -hmm. and i think that they are basically like a great match. And I, and what's interesting is they were talking about like the fact that he didn't pay for her engagement ring on the show. And they, they were both saying how great it was because they could use the money for like stuff on the house. And they talked about that on her podcast. And so it was just, it was interesting. Like it was truly clearly a partnership and he was contributing. I don't know if I could get past the bad tattoos. I really definitely did not wish that for sweet Stassi, but I will say I fully, fully embrace the Bo Stassi union. I am, I wow. am behind. I am now a fan. I would say, oh my I mean, gosh! By are people going to call me a flip flopper? Am I going to be like Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney, calls? you're literally Mitt Romney, um, and I'm so happy about this flip flopping. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Welcome. Yeah, I'm a bow stand. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Roni. Yes, this was a great great episode. It was a really full day. We open on our dearly beloved ladies, still away for the weekend at Ramona's uh, Hampton's abode. The day is marked really by the arrival of men. We start off with our Italian tennis coach, Adriano. Gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Uh, He's perfectly bronzed. Adriano looked like a Greek god, and this reminded me of a certain time in my life where I referred to a man in his presence as Adonis, uh, and Adriano was akin to Adonis. (laughs) (laughs) when Luann was hitting on him and he just completely like shut her down oh my gosh not to it was deja vu for me because there was one time in sophomore year of high school I'll never forget this sophomore year of high school drama class um there was a a certain like couch situation and as you do in drama class it's not like you're sitting in desks reading you know you're kind of in groups you're lounging yeah you're you're thespians doing whatever so anyway it was like the last 10 minutes of class and we were all hanging out and I was with this guy Clayton Conway Clayton conway where are you now wow. i remember having a big crush on clayton and i just started kind of like brushing my shoulder against his we were sitting on the couch together and i was kind of thinking like we'd start snuggling ew on like a public school couch you're yes, disgusting 100 yes, percent. i was so desperate <sighs> and the reason why i like clayton was like thought he looked like damien rice
1: so ew. that just
0: goes to show my taste <laughs> a public my school couch like. no less It was pretty seedy, the whole experience. But the funny part about it is later, word got back to me that Clayton told his friends that I was acting weird that day. So apparently, my advances Um, were not uh, reciprocated. And I was so Luann on the tennis courts asking asking Adonis to hang out later. And he's just, What did he say? Not today, maybe another day or something. (laughs) She was like, Today? And he was like, Maybe not today. So, anyways, Adriano. It was great. We loved him. And the next set of gentlemen that arrived were the dog groomers. They were both really well groomed, uh, really well-groomed men who groom dogs. Perfectly spray tanned. One, the more attractive one for sure, appeared to be wearing a Vince Deep V-neck circa 2011. Shout out to our mom who stands with us. Stan. She is a Vince Stan. She's a Vince Stan. Um, um I I loved a deep V. I would say sure. back in 2005. I'm not sure I'm on the deep V train now that I'm out of high school. No. Would you, if you? Would you want your boyfriend to wear a deep V? <sighs> Can you imagine? It's actually so gross, and it's I used so to think that gross. was so hot. No, like I, I yes, like a chain and a deep V. If you put some light jewelry and a deep V, um, oh and a, and a pair of seven jeans, jeans on, it's oh, just like take me days. to places I've never been. A la Taylor yeah. Swift, please. <laughs> So basically, we witnessed their dog massage. They give the dogs a massage as part of their grooming package, I suppose. Luann then asks for a massage herself, and our deep V Vince is happy to oblige. Um, staff More than are, happy. Staff are really never safe from Luann, and today, that day was no different. <laughs> um, you know, this really brings us to our third, fourth gentleman of the of the day, which is Jeff. And... <laughs> Jeff was no Italian tennis coach and he was no perfectly spray tanned dog groomer. I don't think you would have mistakenly called him Adonis. No, definitely not, and under no circumstances. This night really takes a turn. A turn for the best, I would say. Turn for the best. Yes. Tinsley and Leah get naked and get in the pool. I know what temperature it was outside this was plaguing me the entire episode was like is it cold at all or is it like a humid summer night i wasn't sure um but anyways leah in a fit of courage and bravery really she attempts to remove every single tiki torch from Ramona's backyard um yelling i hate tiki torches and she has to remind tinsley that they are um uh are something that white supremacists use in modern day. Wait, okay, I we were doing a wait, we were doing a live viewing with our friends yeah. that night. So I wasn't wasn't necessarily paying attention to the details. So I didn't realize that um Leah tried to make those tiki torches her hatred of them a political stance. She was she took a political stance that night naked. And okay, I'm sorry but I'm actually going to call BS on that because Tiki Torches are just like a Tommy Bahama like outdoor yeah. well, they decoration. Are, they are tacky. They've always been tacky. But recently, in past years, they've been used to like, uh, KKK marches and whatnot. Oh, they have. See, I mm-hmm. didn't know that. that yeah. So when she was fully drunk, she was saying that she was taking a political stance against the tiki, tiki Torches. Yeah, she said, "You, I hate what these represent. And then Tinsley said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she said, you don't watch the news enough. Oh, interesting. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, which is why it's political. But I, yeah.
1: Although I feel like
0: she was removing them because they were tacky, which they are. Yeah, they are tacky. But I just thought, yeah, she thought they were bad decor. So I thought that was very bad behavior and I can understand why she doesn't drink. It makes more sense now that it's a political stance. But how funny is it that she's barely now been on for two episodes and she's and she's fully naked. And also like ripping apart someone's home. You would think that that's behavior after you've gotten so used to the cameras. You've been doing this show for years. You had you let it one night. You just, you know, got a little too many sheets to the wind. Yeah. This is why maybe it's like not a great idea to come back after 20 years of being sober. Just going to say it. So as the night progresses, everyone gets more and more drunk. Leah is yelling at Tinsley and Sonia to let go of the past and their names. Yes, this is all very good. But you know what I don't care to see any more of? Elise. I don't give a crap about Elise. Please like, go away, Elise. Oh, uh, go away, Elise. It's blondes only. No black hair in this house. The debauchery com- continues with screaming fights. They pass out. There's a bowl of pa- full, full bowl of pasta that Lauren pointed out next to Tinsley, which is very interesting. It looks like she took maybe two bites, which is not a, a classic move. If I had fallen asleep in the same state... Right beforehand, I would have scarfed that entire yes, plate down. I would have been gone. Also, it's important to note that Ramona exits her own party at her own home. The host exits the party and goes to another party in Sag Harbor. I oh. mean, we've all been in situations where it's like, we've got something else better going on. But it happens to Ramona far too often. Far too often when she's filming for her job. The fact that she was hosting and she had people staying at her home. And she exited to go to another party with, I'm sure, a bunch of dreary white people is really hilarious to me. In the morning she returns and all hell breaks loose because she sees what remains of the tiki torches in her backyard. And Leah, this is when I really truly fell in love with Leah. She makes a move that really showed how smart she was. So while Ramona is traipsing through the house realizing, you know, how messy everything is, Leah decides to just clean the kitchen, make it immaculate. And this showed to me that she either grew up with siblings or a mom, a mom similar to Ramona, perhaps like our mom. Perhaps, perhaps she, like our mother. She realized that her the move was for her to clean the kitchen and make it immaculate so that she could be – she was faultless, so that she mm-hmm. looked like she had played no part in this. It's less that and more that she was softening the blow because it's like how mad can you really be at someone for totally. their drunken bad behavior when they're clearly mm-hmm. already like on the path to making up for it? Yeah definitely definitely and we've all done that yeah I mean there are definitely times I remember growing up when I would fully like clean the kitchen knowing mom was mad at me and knowing that Mm -hmm. when she eventually confronted me about the situation her heart would be softened her cheek would be turned yeah true I also just want to say I thought the I married the bank line was incredible oh yeah that's iconic to Sonia that's going in the canon so good. Because it's embarrassing to say drunk at a party. It's fully mortifying to say, but it is actually really true and hilarious. Like who, I mean, that actually is a huge claim to fame. She like married like Mr. Chase. Mm-hmm. Like, that Hello, is Chase. wild. Do you think Chase Banks is, like, his first name is Chase, and he was just, like, more casual? Let's just call it Chase. I'm sure he seems like a fun-loving guy. Sonia may now live in an apartment that, like, belongs to her daughter, technically, but she really had had an iconic past. And for those reasons, like, I'll always Truly. and respect her. And screw Elise. Elise... Please don't appear in episode five. I just want to say, once again, Leah gets a 10 out of 10 for me. Really excited. Okay. So moving on to Beverly Hills, Dorit's house. We open on a scene where she's doing a tour. She's like, it's the perfect size for our family. 9,000 square feet. 9,000 square feet for four people. Really? Perfect size. Like, perfect size. Hilarious. And then I also loved how the modern farmhouse aesthetic. Like, Like, what about this as a modern farmhouse? Have these people ever even been to a farm and seen an actual farmhouse? A farmhouse has like doilies inside, a (laughs) lot of dark wood, antique looking furniture, lots of dust. It's modern, Lauren. It's modern. I mean, farmhouses – if you've actually been stepped into a a house in like rural Tennessee or rural Virginia that is not like completely updated, like it's in Beverly Hills, these places are not uh, aspirational, I would say. But the thing that's beautiful about a farm is like the farm. It's not the farmhouse. Okay. I'm digressing. But I just want to say that I think that one of the gravest disservices on this topic that was done to me in my youth was the whole kinfolk aesthetic Basically being sold to me as like an aesthetic for people who don't care about money. Like the whole like reclaimed wood, rosemary, um, Spriggs. herbs, just sprigs lightly scattered on a table. Like I thought because I liked that look. Like, for some reason, I was a person who just wasn't materialistic and, you know, could just live closer to the earth and closer to nature and didn't need, like, money to be happy. I I actually resent reclaimed wood and the complete <laughs> false identity it gave me in my mid-20s. 100%. Did you ever experience that at all? Or were you kind of, like – you were kind of spared, like, the whole, like, kinfolk yeah, I think Tumblr, that, like, Tumblr thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm showing my age. <laughs> my tender age of 29 tender. okay moving on financial Rose. yeah pk and dorit t- talk about their pa- financial rose i just want to say do we actually believe that pk was just above broke when he and dorit met i don't think so there's no way i mean like like hollywood just above broke so like he had like maybe a hundred grand in the bank you know what i bet you he could only have afforded an eight thousand. square Square foot foot, modern farmhouse that's really what it was and it was an imperfect size for their family at that time like it didn't have the theater for phoenix (laughs) how interesting was when the producers asked them about things like about the house being her in her name and like i know like breath mints scene like that i feel like they were just so squeamish well, I think we're finally getting into what's really going on. I wonder if the producers well, told him like you have to talk about this. Also, I didn't understand when he talked about his job. Somehow, he went from being like something to like built to having a billion dollar business. I don't know. It was very odd. His like how he has earned his money. It definitely, it definitely did not seem above board. Yeah. yeah. The next scene that was interesting. Was Garcelle's new house? Mm-hmm which was relatively modest it was, a, it was a spare 3200 square feet it was very tamra judge real Housewives of orange county season seven yeah home. It, was, it looked like a new ladera ranch home you oh, know mm-hmm. which was interesting and not what i expected i loved the prosecco with the straws oh I my gosh that I was know. about well i wonder if it's lipstick i'm not i have no idea when she said her husband had cheated her, cheated on her for five years. I loved that she wrote that email. I, I could not believe that she sent it to his colleagues and friends. I just... <laughs> chef's kiss, Garcelle. <laughs> chef's kiss, Garcelle. It's definitely one of those things, I think, that if you... The Emily post in me w- disapproves because I do think it's a little bit unseemly. And it's just not a good look. But it's also like... I don't know. I'm sorry. I like if your husband cheats on you for five years. I'm like I'm sorry. He's not getting off scot free with like a clean divorce. I think I'm probably looking at this through the lens of like wanting to still stay together, and so it's probably mm-hmm. just not the yeah. best idea like, to send the email. I'm like it's going up in flames, and you're getting burned. So you're taking like the carry road like slashing the tires approach. Yeah five years yeah for sure so moving on from that we go to the kyle sutton dinner honestly all i learned is that kyle looks stunning by the candlelight in that meal kyle like, is so stunning she is stunning what do you think about aaron i mean <laughs> i think we can guess jeffrey I, Morgan. Think, i'd like to plead the fifth okay denise well what do you think of aaron It's like you hate yourself for your reaction. I like, I feel, hate yeah, I, I hate myself. I, I'm not, like, I don't feel like a feminist if I like Aaron. <laughs> you don't feel like a good person. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you have good taste. No. It's like the basest hormones in you react. It's a carnal instinct that I <laughs> I can't rid myself of no matter how much na- I try. The natural <laughs> man is an enemy to us in this situation. It really is. So anyways, we can just move forward okay (laughs) how much were you dying when uh, teddy was drafting the text teddy with wet hair in her hollywood hills home with her assistants drafting the text about the all-in retreat oh my gosh i was just cringing as she was talking about it like that is the last thing i would want to go and i love the surf and sand we've been there many a time together i have beautiful memories there for sure but that is not where i want to be no, and you know what? I'm sorry, but an invitation that's like come for this, come for that, when it's like two hours from your house, like it's not like you can just like drop by for one like session. To- and you have to be in exercise clothes the whole oh, day, yeah. like you know, they're, like you're gonna have to be like doing a downward dog, it doing a jog, me of girls camp a little bit. To- totally, girls camp vibe. Yep. The only other thing I wanted to say about this episode was I felt really bad for all of the all of the women who. Paid thousands of dollars and went to the all-in retreat with Teddy, and probably like they filmed during it. And we're excited to meet some of the housewives, mm-hmm. and we're excited to do some cardio, and then had to watch this episode and realize how all those women did not want to go, and probably like felt really embarrassed for like sincerely showing up. And we're all in for that experience, and then realizing um, it was just like chump change to those chicks. I do not feel bad for them at all. I'm sorry. You spent a thousand dollars to go to Teddy Mellon camp. Thousands. Like, account- accountability like retreat at the serpent sand if you're an orange county mom who does that I do not feel bad for you at all you do not have my sympathy sorry ladies anything else you want to touch on in Beverly Hills no just excited for what's to come oh I well actually I did think that Aaron taking care of Denise was very sweet I did and despite his like you know pseudoscience that was ridiculous like oh oh i'm sorry i it's a secret that nasa is using this technology which is total bs it's also licensed to me and i'm going to talk about it while we're filming a show Mm -hmm. i'm not supposed to say that okay we're not stupid aaron gosh yeah but honestly that being said he could still get it yeah that being said we hope to see more of aaron in future episodes I just want to end the episode with some iTunes reviews with some gratitude. What let's do you think? End on a high and let's end with a little bit of gratitude, like you said. Okay. Okay. This is what's amazing. We have two new reviews on iTunes, a total of 23 ratings, <gasps> and six. What? Six times people have written in, okay? What? Which is honestly shocking to me. That's amazing. You didn't even tell me this. Well, I'm telling you now. Ugh. Okay. It's actually shocking to me that we have that there are 20. The 23 people have done this, and that we have had six people actually take the time to write something. It's so what? nice. So I love to just read the new reviews. Yes, because they do mean so much. The first was written on 424, so roughly three days ago, which is pretty recent. I just can't. Be- I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Anyway, as a 26 year old still on their parents' phone plan. When I heard that this podcast was canceled a few years ago after the threat of being cut off from a family phone plan, I knew I had to listen. If you're someone who frequently thinks about Alex Nyers, do you know who Alex Alexis Nyer is? Alexis Nyers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're someone who frequently thinks about Alexis Nyers, little brown BB heels, you'll love this podcast. It's like hanging out with your sister and your, and your most fun best friend and catching up on all the latest gossip. A great way to keep caught up on the latest pop culture news that also has relevant, smart, insightful and analysis spartan insight and analysis on culture as a whole oh my we gosh had, yeah how nice is that, that is from so someone nice. named i love the killers smiley face oh my do gosh you know who this is no i don't know who this is but i like them already because they love alexis nyers and i frequently think about those little brown bb heels do you and know do you, you know, love like, the killers i do love the killers i yeah i i that's a story for another time do you know you, do you know what, she's ref- re- what um he or she is referencing no i do not like the bling ring or anything like that. I don't know who that is. You know, like that iconic piece of film where the girl is like, oh, this is Alexis Nyer's calling. To, and she's calling a this. reporter about like how she she reported that she was wearing like six inch heels. But really, she was wearing like little brown BB pumps or something like that. I've never okay. never heard of this. Well, sorry. Sorry, listeners. Though. Lauren will Lauren will learn because yeah. it's an iconic piece of film. Actually, so, anyways, so nice of her to write. So nice of her to write that in, and then we had another called "Perfect Palooza: Pop Culture" by J.K.J.K.B.J.Q. or G.K.U. I think it's just some okay. Smattering Amazing. of letters, they say it's like sitting with your friends, or in the case of social distancing, wishing you were. If you're not laughing, you're crying from laughing. The <sighs> personalities and true pop culture knowledge keeps you on your toes. All this to say, you won't regret listening to this podcast. P.S. Still waiting on links in the episode notes. Oh my gosh! I know, That's right? So Sincerely, wonderful. A fan E. Who is E? I mean, me. I can't believe it. That's
1: it's shocking to me
0: that we have reviews from people that we potentially don't know who they are. Like, I don't no, know who these people are. That is really kind. I'm. Please reveal yourselves. Please send us a DM. Yeah. We want to thank you. I'll send you some cookies. Or I'll send you a cookie recipe. I'll I mean, send if with you if, if you're within the radius, don't be don't be foolish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But expect a greasy box. <laughs> That's all for now, folks.